Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness. Here's the high stakes action to thrilling moments we can't miss. He ties the game at the buzzer. And to crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that Joel Kim Booster first shared on the podcast in August of 2013. Here's Joel now with a story we call Waiting for the Man. So the very first piece of pornographic material that I can remember masturbating to when I was nine years old was a piece of erotic Pokemon fan fiction. (laughs) Let me back up. So if you didn't uh, go through middle school in the late 90s, you might not know what Pokemon is. Uh, And Pokemon basically is a Japanese import. It's a cartoon, video game, card game where that centers around the training and battling of 151 tiny Japanese monsters. Um, And fan fiction is pretty self-explanatory. It's fiction written by the fans. Um, and as a nine-year-old, I was pretty into the fan fiction community. Um, and in my travels in that community online, one day I stumbled across this piece of erotic Pokemon fan fiction that not only was sexual in nature, but it was also BDSM themed. <laughs> Um, And this is about to get a little esoteric, but if you do know what Pokemon is, if you are familiar, uh, it involved uh, Giovanni, who was some Japanese guy's idea of a really sexy Italian boss, like bad guy, uh, using a Bulbasaur uh, and its vines to tie up Brock, who is one of the ancillary (laughs) characters, and have a very intimate, intimate experience with him. And I thought... This was so hot. 
Um, and it was, it was, I just remember it was the very first thing I masturbated to. And I grew up at the time and growing up in the Midwest in a very evangelical Christian home. I was homeschooled. Um, and so I didn't have a lot of outlets to uh, talk about this experience. Um, so for the next three years, like, that's what I jerked off to. Mostly cartoons. <laughs> because I figured if it was a cartoon, it couldn't be wrong. Um, LAUGHTER my parents might beg to differ. Um, so eventually I graduated to real porn. Um, and I just, I love porn, you guys. I love it. And I love all kinds of porn. You know, vanilla porn. Porn where they get into strange vehicles and they trick them into having gay sex. Um, but I still really like, um, I still really like kinky porn, like BDSM porn. And I love it, you know, this two dudes and there's this power exchange and it's so hot and I remember one when I was uh, a teenager that I just loved that to this day like turns me on I might have to lower this for a second um was I just remember there was this close-up of this guy getting fucked and he had the word bitch written up around his asshole and like other words written all over his body and I'm not into like humiliation but I do love body art so I just thought it was the best. So I'm single, um, which is fine. You know, like I have this great career and asthma and two cats. <laughs> so I've got a lot going on for me. Um, and the last boyfriend I had was about five years ago. And I have this habit of jumping into things immediately without really, uh, without knowing that it's, it's right. Um, you know, before I make that decision. And the last guy I, I, I was in a relationship with, uh, he asked me out after we split a bottle of NyQuil and watched Passion of the Christ. Um, so I was like, sure. Um, and it was a real meet cute, let me tell you. Um, but a couple months in, obviously this relationship was doomed to fail because I just asked myself, you know, is this the guy that I want to be making out in a loft bed with right now? And the answer, of course, was no. Um, so flash forward five years, I've been single this whole time. Um, but luckily, um, gay men have like a thousand ways of finding sex partners via the internet. You know, like we have Grinder and Scruff and Adam for Adam and Manhunt and Whisper and VGL and Radar and Grinder and OkCupid. You know, you gotta set a lot of traps when you're gay. Um, you gotta set them out there. Um, so, you know, I'm single, I, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely, you know? Um, I'm a pretty sex-positive guy, which is a polite, progressive way of saying I'm a big old slut. Um, <laughs> And so I've just, you know, the last five years have just been me having sex from coast to coast, you know, all over the world. <laughs> but most of it's been pretty vanilla, you know, which I love. I love vanilla sex, you know, I love topping, I love bottoming, I love, you know, uh, sex is sex, it's great. And most of my kinky experiences have actually been sort of accidental. Like the time I was in Amsterdam uh, and got peed on and didn't know it. Um, <laughs> Because he told me that that's just the way he ejaculated, and I believed him because I'm sexually gullible like that. And um, it, it wasn't until I like, got back to the States and told my doctor uh, about that experience that he let me know that that's not medically possible. Uh, and I was like, you weren't there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
So yeah, so uh, recently though, I did dip my toe back into uh, the kink community. Uh, I thought I was, you know, living out my dreams. I was sitting at home, I live alone, and I was just watching Netflix one night and I had all the apps and sites up on my computer just waiting because you got to check your traps, you know. Um, <laughs> and I heard uh, the telltale like ding of, of a message that came in and I checked my computer and I looked and it was this guy, um, I'm just call him Chris because uh, he was white and um, <laughs> he, uh, he had this leather mask on uh, covering his face and he was in like a, just his underwear and he had the words written all over him so like that set off some alarms and I was like yes and so his message to me was um, hey I'm a slave and my master is really into your profile and so I was like of course I'm gonna have this conversation right now Um, so we chatted and we got all the like prerequisite information out like his master only played safe I only played safe I would have to uh, host and he he went out of his way to tell me and he's not some creepy rapist murderer or anything like that which um, to someone without a death wish should be a red flag but I had just taken a clonopin so I was like sure give him my phone number um, and so we start texting immediately and, uh, and it, right off the bat it's so sexy you know like he's he takes control and it's great and he uh, he tells me at one point he says get into your jock strap and send me a picture and I love that he didn't even like ask if I had one he just assumed and I'm wearing a lot of layers right now you guys but uh, just so you're aware I look great in a jock strap um, so I sent him that picture and his immediate response was can I come over now? And I was like, okay. And he was like, no, okay, sir. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, sir. Um, also, are you allergic to cats? Uh, and he said no. Uh, thank God. Because uh, let me tell you, those things can be real cock blocks sometimes. Um, so I like, was standing in my apartment in my jockstrap, and it didn't seem quite appropriate to like turn back on Parks and Recreation or whatever I was watching. So I just sat there waiting for him. And a couple minutes later, like 15 minutes later, he shows up and he like knocks on my door, and I open my door, and there he is. And he was a little shorter than he told me. Uh, he was a little less physically impressive than his pictures may have uh, conveyed. He had a little less hair than I thought he would have. Um, and he was wearing an American Eagle t-shirt, um, which all of these things are, are not so bad, you know, on their own. Um, but I mean, if you are a man of a certain age, you probably shouldn't be wearing American Eagle anymore, and that's any age at which you'd like to be called a man. Um, <laughs> And so I invite him in, and immediately things don't go quite as I imagined them in my head. Um, I offer him some whiskey. I didn't have any chaser, and he was like, I can't drink whiskey by itself. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, that's fair for some people, I guess. And um, so I'm, I'm in my jockstrap, remember? And so we sit down, and, you know, I didn't expect there to be a whole lot of conversation, but he really wanted to tell me all about the three bars that he owns and, um, you know, past relationships and also uh, spent a good amount of time showing me on his phone pictures of antique cars that he'd bought. And um, you guys, I I was getting cat hair all over my jockstrap and you want to show me antique cars right now? Like, 
what's wrong with you? And the cherry on top of this all was that he kept saying frustrated and <laughs> irregardless, which I don't know if any of you, all of you are native speakers, but those aren't words. Um, <laughs> So I was really struggling, uh, and I was like, let's, like, I was about to abort, and then he takes my head and pushes it into his crotch, which my first reaction was rude, uh, but then I was like, oh, no, this is, we're starting now, this is fine. And that's how he initiated. So, you know, I start giving him head, I'm on my knees, and then he, like, takes me into the bedroom, and we start having sex, and... It's fine, you know? Um, He holds me down, he's a little rough, he smacks my ass a little bit, and all I kept hearing in my head was, and irregardless, I was so frustrated with And I said, you know, no, Joel, uh, turn off turn off that part of your brain. You know, this is your dream come true to have a stranger come over and abuse you like this. Like, live in the now, live in the now, live in the now. And at one point, as I'm thinking all of this, he leans into my ear and he says, you're not very good at this. And you guys, I'm great at sex. (laughs) Okay. I'm great at sex. And in that moment, I got so mad. And I realized that, no, like, this isn't going poorly because, you know, I had the cats or my jockstrap wasn't right or because I was bad at sex. This was going poorly because this guy, like, this whole BDSM experience from the very start for me was about this sexy exchange of power. And I cannot give to a guy in an American Eagle t-shirt who wants to spend all this time showing me his antique cars. So my best Carrie Bradshaw voice popped into my head and I said, and suddenly I thought to myself, is this the man that I want to write bitch around my asshole? And I said, no. But I was already like, 55% of the way through with the experience so I was like okay let's get this over with and it was fine and then I'm like ready for him to go and he leans into my ear and he says don't worry I have to work tomorrow at 7am but when we wake up you're going to give me the best blowjob of your life so the next morning I slept in until 10.30 um, and he left and to this day I am still waiting for that right guy to write bitch around my asshole. Thank you so much, you guys. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.